Welcome to WTF Politics and Other Stuff Too. I'm Vic, your host. Okay, right to it. We're going to talk about the Trump impeachment and subsequent acquittal. This impeachment was just a complete and utter sham. I mean, honestly. Even in the Constitution, it says you cannot impeach a citizen. Nowhere does it say an elected official that has left office can be impeached. This is an Article 2, Executive Branch, Section 4, Disqualification. And it reads, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Show me where it says a private citizen can be impeached. You can't because you have to hold elected office. Anyway, I mean, impeachment is mentioned six times in the Constitution and never mentions private citizen. This has just been a complete waste of taxpayer time and money. I mean, for God's sakes, it's been reported that the first impeachment cost $11.5 million, and so far $3 million from Congress for the second impeachment. I mean, the Democrats are just so pissed off at Trump that they beat their golden goose Hillary. I mean, it was one of the hugest upsets in election history, and they haven't forgotten about it. And in my mind, you know, they've kind of been planning this thing since day one on how to get rid of Trump. They did nothing for four years except how to plot to get rid of him. I mean, utterly ridiculous, and I just cannot imagine how upset they were that they would go to such lengths to try two impeachments and be so enraged that to try to impeach him after he's even out of office. I mean, give it a rest. I mean, they, they sound like little whiny babies, in my opinion. I mean, that's really kind of what I have to go to. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The Democrats, and hell, even people in your own party against you, you know, still this man for four years fought for America, did what he thought was right. And I agree with a lot of stuff he did. He needs to polish up his statements, maybe stay off of Twitter, you know, be a little more political or be a politician, if you will, and play the game. But, you know, that's not his style and I can respect that. And, you know, people voted him in the office first time because of that. And, you know, it's just the way it is. Now let's talk about the uh, Democrats' response to the acquittal, especially Nancy Pelosi and uh, and the news media as well. I'm going to play a uh, audio clip here of uh, Nancy's response to the acquittal and you can uh, see how she kind of contradicts herself a couple of times during the entire uh, press conference but uh, it's eight minutes long so feel free to fast forward and I kind of give some highlights at the end on some of those contradictions and just uh, again my opinion about her uh, lack of unity as they keep preaching that they want unity but uh, none of us have seen that yet so uh, take a listen and uh, be right back. Well, let me introduce uh, Speaker Pelosi, and I'll come to you next. Thank you. It had not been my intention to come to this uh, press availability, uh, uh, however tempting it would be to sing the praises of our House managers on behalf not only of the House of Representatives, on behalf of the American people, and I have to say personally on behalf of my grandchildren, who drew great hope and inspiration from each and every one of you. We could not be prouder of of your patriotic presentations 
the clarity in which you presented, and again, uh, the inspiration that you have been to so many people. So I thank you for that. When I see all of them, it reminds me that when we recruit candidates to run for office or we see them self-recruiting, we always say, and they'll say, well, I could be the president of my university or I could be the head of my hospital's department or this or that. And so I have to think about whether I run for Congress. We always say, we don't want anybody without options. That's why we're looking to you to run, because you have options. That shouldn't be a reason for you not to run. But what we saw in that Senate today was a cowardly group of Republicans who apparently have no options because they were afraid to defend their job, respect the institution in which they serve. Imagine that it would be vandalized. in so many bad ways that I won't even go into here, and that they would not respect their institute. That the president of the Senate, Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, was the chant, and they just dismissed that. Why? Because maybe they can't get another job. What is so important about any one of us? What is so important about the political survival of any one of us that is more important than our Constitution that we take an oath to protect and defend? But why I came over was because I listened to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, who when this distinguished group of House managers were gathered on January 15th, to deliver the articles of impeachment could not, we're told, it could not be received because Mitch McConnell had shut down the Senate and was going to keep it shut down until right, until the inauguration. So for him to get up there and make this indictment against the president and then say, but I can't, I can't uh, vote for it because it's after the fact, the fact that he established the fact that he established that it could not be delivered before the inauguration. Now, when you think about January 6th, between January 6th and January 20th, you're only talking about just under two weeks, a day under two weeks. So the big lies, uh, stop the steal, the big lie that you talked about, stop the steal, was the momentum for getting these people there on the 6th. They honestly believe, for whatever reason, maybe too much social media, whatever. Watch social media, that movie. So why they were thinking that that was true, that the election was not legitimate, whatever the reason the president told them. So, okay, so that's the 6th. The week later, we impeach in the House. Thank you to those of you who participated right away. Jamie Raskin. Uh, 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 Ted Lieu and De David Cicilline, David Cicilline, they were, they had it all written up and ready to go, bipartisanly passed the House, and then two days later, ready with the case to take to the Senate. Oh, we can't receive it. Not a question. And then by the law, you're supposed to receive it, and the next day, start the trial. So for Mitch McConnell. 
who created the situation where it could not have been heard before the 20th or even begun before the 20th in the Senate to say all the things he said, oh my gosh, about Donald Trump and how horrible he was and is, and then say, but the time, the time that the, Democrat, the House chose to bring it over, no, we didn't choose, you chose not to receive it. So I think that's really important. And again, it doesn't matter, as Jamie and others have told it. You can have the case after the person is out of office, so it's an elementary discussion. The, con the Senate ruled in that way and honor your precedent on this. So it wasn't, it didn't matter, except it was not the reason that he voted the way he did. It was the excuse that he used. And so that's why I think it's important, because that was a very important speech. But Chuck Schumer's speech was remarkable in laying it all out. I think he was inspired by all of you because you raised the level of all of this to such a place of patriotism and knowledge of our country, our history, and, uh, and what we owe our children. Again, we always say, honoring the vision of our founders, worthy of the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform, and respecting the aspirations of our children. They did all of that. And as Jamie, uh, the distinguished lead uh, manager said earlier on this presidential weekend, our sense of, of patriotism is stirred and, and uh, we're called upon in a stronger way. So I want to thank them. I want to thank Stacy Poskett. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Madeline Dean. Thank you very much, Jonah Goose. Thank you, Eric Swalwell. Thank you, Diana DeGette. Thank you, David Cicilline. Thank you, Ted Liu. Thank you, Joaquin Castro. Thank you very much, Mr. Lead, uh, manager on all of this. We just couldn't be prouder. I've been hearing from my grandchildren who are very sad that justice wasn't done. But by 15 votes, the Senate voted uh, uh, to convict a good bipartisan statement about what has happened. It would not have been accomplished without your brilliant uh, presentation. So I thank you for that, and I yield the floor back to all of you as I leave. Thank you, Madam, Madam Speaker. Thank you for your confidence in us. I was going to go next to Scott. Were you going to take the next one, David? Okay. I was Scott. wondering, though, for the Speaker, if she had a comment about Ms. McConnell's statement on the floor suggesting that President Trump still was liable criminally or civilly for everything he did in office. Do you think now that the Justice Department or State Attorney General should uh, pursue the, the legal. He even hedged on that. Remember when he talked about when he talked about incitement, he said he didn't think this rose to level. Oh, and so, uh, uh, so he he was hedging all over the place. I don't know whether it was for donors or or what, but whatever it was, it was a very disingenuous speech. And I say that regretfully because I always want to be able to work work with uh, the leadership of the other party. I think our country needs a strong. Republican Party, it's very important, and for him to have tried to have it every which way 
but we will be going forward to make sure that this never happens again in terms of what were the to investigate and evaluate what caused this and uh, both in terms of its the motivation but also in terms of the security that we have to have as we go forward recognizing how inflaming even some of our elected officials uh, can be but I, I defer to all these distinguished lawyers about <laughs> all right let's see Okay, that was quite the uh, little press conference there from uh, the Democrats and Nancy especially. I love the part where she called the Republicans cowardly for not uh, voting to convict. But then towards the end, you know, she mentions that, you know, a strong bipartisan statement was made. Um, So I guess morally they convicted him, um, even though it was only seven Republican senators that voted for uh, conviction. I, I don't understand that, but okay. And her shameless plug for the social media movie. Guessing she's talking about Facebook, which came out 10 years ago, I believe it was. Uh, Maybe it's because Facebook loves the Democrats so very much. Even with all these people against him, reporters, his own Republicans, the entire Democratic Party, he still worked very hard for four years and put America first, as he should. We should get our own house in order before helping out the rest of the world. It's just my opinion. Uh, let's uh, move on to uh, the California attempt to recall Governor Newsom, which I wholeheartedly agree with, being a California resident uh, for a few years here. It's uh, definitely a different world out here, but uh, right now you need about 1.5 million signatures to initiate a recall. And uh, from my understanding, as of today, they've kind of reached that milestone. But uh, some people want at least, you know, 1.9 million because about 15 to 18 percent are going to be thrown out by the California Secretary of State as invalid. Big reason for the recall. Uh, His lack of leadership during this entire COVID crisis. I think the main thing that really got the recall going was when he was found eating in a restaurant with uh, many more people than he told the rest of us that we could eat with without a mask. Basically, it was the whole do as I say, not as I do mentality. His response to it was, I made bad judgment and I'm sorry. Here's an audio clip of uh, Newsom's apology on uh, KCRA Channel 3. Take a listen, it's about three minutes long or you can skip ahead. Now, on the minimized mixing, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge something just before we go into the Q&A. And that is very soberly acknowledged that a few weeks ago, uh, I was asked to go to a friend's 50th birthday. Uh, My wife and I, a friend that I've known for almost 20 years, and uh, and a friend that had, well, put a lot of time and energy into his 50th birthday. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, It was to be an outdoor, uh, uh, restaurant, and we started the, well, the program started at 4 o'clock. It was one of those early reservations. I got there a little bit late at 4.30, uh, and as soon as I sat down at uh, the larger table, I realized it was a little larger group uh, than I had anticipated, uh, and I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car, and drove back uh, to my house. Instead, I chose to sit there with my wife uh, and a number of other couples that were outside the household. You can quibble about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, but the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted, and i got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you uh, because I need to preach 
and practice, not just preach and not practice. And I've done my best to do that. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Uh, we've been out, and I think, for three times since. In fact, I know it's been three times because I remember all of those dinners very, very vividly uh, since February, just three times, uh, twice with my wife by myself outdoors, and then this one occasion uh, with a larger group. And there were just a few extra people there uh, than the spirit of what I am promoting. Uh, and so if we're going to minimize mixing, you got to you got to own up to that. So uh, I just want folks to know that. Paid for our dinner, uh, and we, uh, you know, we had an early dinner, but it didn't matter. Uh, I shouldn't have been there. I should have turned back around. And uh, so when that happens, you got to you pay the price, but you also own the mistake, and you don't ever make it again. And you have my word on that. And just know this has not been a practice I've been indulged in in the past. I, I take it very seriously, uh, what we are promoting, uh, and have been doing so for many, many months. And I expect you should expect nothing less of me, and I expect more from myself. And you have that commitment and my resolve in that respect as well. So when I say minimize mixing, I mean it. But again, COVID fatigue is exhausting, and I'm empathetic beyond words. I'm not here to browbeat anybody. I'm here to find our, our higher angels in the spirit. Well, there you go. You can decide if he's being genuine or not. I don't know. If you actually watch it, you... What bothers me the most is his stupid grin during the entire thing. Like, uh, yeah, I did it. I'm going to get away with it. Is what it is. But, you know, whatever. You decide. Um, another big reason I support the recall is, under his watch, he allowed $11 billion of stimulus money to be sent to crime syndicates, prisoners, illegal, illegal immigrants. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous to me. But hey, you know, it happened, the money's gone, there's nothing we can do about it now except, you know, recall him. And uh, hopefully he'll be good to uh, put out of office. And uh, I think Newsom is a, a little worried about it because uh, we've reached that 1.5 million signatures needed for the recall. And when President Biden is opposing the recall, you know he's a little nervous. Um, so Newsom's got a tough road ahead of him, rightfully so. So uh, hopefully things will work out and we'll get them recalled. I'm not counting on getting a Republican governor in here uh, after the recall election, but uh, at least it won't be Newsom. Maybe it'll, be, you know, it'll probably be another Democrat, but hopefully they'll be a little bit better because I don't want to lump all Democrats together. I like to base people on their individual achievements and as an individual, uh, not as a whole and tie them to one whole group. Okay, well, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, this is my first podcast, so it was a little rough, I understand, but, uh, you know, it'll get better as I keep going, and I uh, hope you keep listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day, and God bless America.